Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. into the Tiger Woods podcast episode 44 right here on the Believe podcast network the number one podcast network for professionals we are your Tiger Woods experts Cam Rogers coming at you alongside Bridget Whalen rate review the show let us know what you think about the program the PGA Tour is in full swing we will see Tiger on the course very soon I am confident about that so share your excitement in the review section on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play. You know the drill. Follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99 and on the gram at MrRogers98. And you can follow Bridget Whalen on Twitter and Instagram at Bridget K. Whalen. Here is the drill, folks. The Charles Schwab Challenge Recap. What's the deal? Who won? Well, hopefully you know that. We will dissect what went down last week and the logistics behind what was a very unique event. Tiger Woods not playing at Harbor Town. Bridget Whalen has some insight on that whole yacht situation. She hasn't told me yet, so I'm excited to hear with you all. And then some news on the PGA Championship, and we look ahead, of course, to this week, the RBC Heritage Who will win on Sunday afternoon? We will tell you right here on the Tiger Woods podcast. I welcome in Bridget Whalen. Bridget, happy almost official summer. I think Saturday is the day. How are you doing? Good. Happy U.S. Open week. Exactly. Exactly. What would have been, right? What would have been? Yeah. 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 Happy almost summer. I mean, I live in the land of summer, so, but yeah, happy almost summer. (laughs) You had to, like, make me think about that for a second when you said U.S. Open. I'm like, oh, crap, right, in a normal world, this would be it. (laughs) Kind of sad. Yeah, that's saddening. But, hey, what's exciting? The Charles Schwab Challenge. And that was some pretty good stuff. Daniel Berger capturing his first tour win since 2017. He has a couple of the FedEx St. Jude Classic victories. And now the Schwab, so three total PGA Tour victories. It was an absolutely stacked leaderboard. JT was up there. McElroy was up there. He faded a little bit on Sunday. Reed played really well. Outside of Brooksy and DJ and Webb and, of course, our picks, Bridget. I mean, it was a pretty good leaderboard. What do you think about what you saw last week? General thoughts, initial reactions. We had live golf, and I think overall – it was pretty close to normal outside of the fans, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I didn't mind the no fans. I actually, I liked it without fans. I got to be honest. So, um, so, yeah, that really didn't um, differentiate anything for me. It really felt like, um, I, I don't know. I feel like the energy, all the players were so excited to be back that that sort of was a substitute, I guess, for maybe the, uh, the the tension that I guess fans would have caused. But I feel like players themselves said that they, you know, they had the nerves out there like normal. We saw it for sure in Jordan Spieth. That guy is a roller coaster. Isn't he? Um, yeah, he makes me sweat watching him. Like, I've gotten to a point where I, I, I don't know. I just can't, I have no hopes with him anymore. He used to be, 
almost like a tiger-esque substitute where I was like, okay, if Jordan has the lead, like this is probably going to, you know, wind up his. Mm, not anymore. The other thing that was just wild and it, it's really plaguing him, Rory in these final rounds. And I, I looked it up. Um, so he's first in first round scoring. He's top 10 in second and third rounds. Want to guess what he is in final round scoring? Like 70th? 123rd. Oh my God. Well, like, just think about, he is, the, he's the best player. Like, not only is he number one um, in official world golf ranking, but he really is the best player out there. If he could get his Sundays shaped up, like, the guy's going to be winning like crazy. So that was wild to see him flounder like that on the Sunday. Um, Burger, Mr. Second Week of June. I think that's such, a, that's such a weird moniker to give him. I almost feel bad uh, because it's like, no, of course he could win other than the second week of June. And now he's – now prior to this, he was Mr. St. Jude FedEx Cup because he had won that twice. And now he's Mr. Second Week of June. Like, he can't get out of that sort of, um, like, pattern of wins. All in all, I thought it was great. I thought it was a really weird ending. I have to be honest. I thought Xander was going to win up until – up until he missed that, up until that horseshoe lip out, like that was insane. Right. I thought he was going to win up until then. Um, and the, the fact that he didn't even get into the sudden death playoff was wild. It was so weird, which I guess figure 2020 things have to be weird. Uh, and I, unfortunately, I, it was really unfortunate what happened to Colin. Like, I really feel bad. The kid's only 23 and you hope that something like that doesn't stick with him because he really has the propensity to be a really, really good player. I know there's a lot of comparisons between, you know, who's going to be better, him or Matthew Wolf. And honestly, I think they both are going to be great. And then Berger, he hasn't won in a long time. He was actually in the field on a major medical because of his wrist, wound up winning. I think that's freaking awesome. When I look at Berger, I, I used to do a lot of John Feinstein essays um, when I worked at the channel and Berger is actually a really top-notch tennis player, which a lot of people don't know. His father is a tennis pro. So I, when I see him, I'm like, this kid's a tennis dude who wound up playing golf. So to see him win, you know, now be a three-time PGA Tour winner is, is super cool. He's a, he's a consummate athlete, I have to say. He's, he doesn't look it, but he really is. He's been on absolute fire pre-pandemic and now – in terms of his results on the PGA tour and nobody was really talking about him going into the week. You know, I was paying attention to the fantasy golf circles. Everybody's talking up Webb Simpson and everybody's talking up McElroy, but not Berger. And here he is. And Morikawa. Oh my God. His irons are absolutely unbelievable. I believe he's number one in the field this week in strokes gained approach. So as long as you have that consistent iron game, and you make a couple putts here and there in a given week, the guy's going to win. He's going to win plenty. So I agree. No doubt. And doubts. yet the Colonial gives um, – it gives Berger his fourth straight top ten. And people forget how good Berger was a few years ago. Going into the 2017 PGA, his odds were the same as Justin Thomas, who wound mm -hmm. up winning. So I think we tend to get into this cycling golf where <clears throat> someone is at the peak of their game and they're, and they're given a lot of praise and they're focused on like heavily in the media. And then they, whatever, they miss a cut or 
you know, they do something like Rory did and they shoot 74 in the final round and they sort of fall off if they're not like one of the big names. So a guy like Berger, he has been good for a while. Um, it's just he's been plagued by this wrist. So it was it was actually it was a weird win in my opinion. I I didn't see him like that. He wasn't on my radar. But when you think about it, he is the type of player who was trending. You know, this is now his his fourth straight top ten and his twenty eighth straight round at par better on the PGA Tour, which people do not acknowledge how hard that is. That, that is so difficult. Um, so for, you know, for someone like him who, who he knew he was trending, but maybe like the public doesn't always, you know, take eye to it. Him winning wasn't as weird as people made it seem, you know? Waste management, Phoenix Open, T9, AT&T, Pebble Beach, T5, the Honda, T4, and then wins at the Charles Schwab Challenge. And, you know, you could have played contrarian going into that week and said, hey, all right, maybe the layoff really hurt Berger's momentum. Right. It's a restart, if you will. So maybe I won't bet on him. I won't put him in my DraftKings lineup. And he just goes ahead and wins. And it's absolutely unbelievable. And I naturally don't like to pick somebody coming off three straight top tens because I think at some point regression to the mean happens and I want to get ahead of that. Uh, That's interesting. So yeah. I'm the opposite. Yeah. And you are more in the normal crowd. Trust me. It's right. kind of bizarre that I think that way. But golf is like one of those volatile sports, in my opinion, that, you know, that's why I liked Justin Rose last week because of, you know, all the right. anecdotes about him changing clubs and working Ooh. on his game. Do you want some Justin Rose deets? Give me the deets. He split with Sean Foley. Ah, I saw that before going on air. What is going on with him? 11 years. Okay, so I'll tell you a quick, here's, I'm going to go on a little sure. tiny tangent. So the first time I ever saw Justin Rose in the flesh was at the channel in the hallway. I was about two feet away from the guy. I was so close to him. He was with Sean Foley. They were doing an instructional hit. He was the most perfect specimen of a human I had seen up till that point. Now, this was like, this was a while ago. Mm -hmm. Every hair on his head was perfect. Every crease in his clothes was perfect. The guy was like, he looked like an Adonis. Justin Rose, like, this isn't the tip. Of, like, I don't think that's the, the sort of perception people have of Justin Rose. But he and Foley, Foley is also very put together. Yeah, Everything, oh yeah, every single thing is so perfect. The two of them together, I was like, these two are a match made in freaking heaven. Like they are so meticulous, OCD. Sorry if they're not, but y'all look it. So clean and perfect. I was like, they, they found each other. This is, they found their match. <laughs> so I was a little surprised. Yeah, I mean, Foley helped Rose become a U.S. Open champion 2013 at Marion and right. had that perfect one-plane swing. Still does. Adam Scott, same way, that one-plane swing. And, you know, sometimes things just go by the wayside. Phil Mickelson right. and Bones, things get, you know, stale a little bit, and it's time for a change. I don't know. Maybe something Yeah, like and for me, I think it's so interesting that – players really do have that pressure of always trying to get better, like no matter what. So there, there are a lot of changes that occur. Um, and, and whether those are smart moves or not, we have seen players make 
a drastic decision and it be fruitful and then have it be not so much. So we shall see. Yep. There you go. Hey, let's talk about Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, he's a guy who went into last week with a lot of momentum, but he was just all over the headlines for his muscles. And Bridget, I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here because I just saw too much content about one person's muscles. Like I get it. He lifted. Congrats. Brooksy doesn't get that sort of coverage and he's jacked. I mean, come on. And I understand Bryson previously was a pencil, but I mean, okay, fine. I just hope this doesn't become a summer long story of Bryson being all jacked up and all of this, just because I feel like there's more enticing things to talk about. I don't know. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, no, I wouldn't. You're never wrong in my book. I'm biased. Thank you, Bridget. I appreciate that. The beefed up Bryson. That's what I was calling him. Um, <laughs> I don't know how much of that weight is muscle. I'm just going to put Yeah, that he up. put on some fat. Let's not give him oh, too much yeah. credit. And he, I mean, I don't, uh, this was what was circling. He drinks five to six protein shakes a day. Like, that's not good for you, sweetie. Um, yeah, that's like, that's a lot going on. The thing is, the thing is, he made Dustin Johnson look short this week. Like <laughs> Dustin Johnson was hitting his approaches first. I, I was like, that's insane. So he, he led in strokes gain off the tee by a wide margin. Something is working, but just like all things, the fallout, this violence, he looked like a world-long driver. It, it doesn't look sustainable It's a good me. point, yeah. It, it really doesn't. It, the, the longevity of um, carrying that much weight really does come into question. He's in his 20s. He is swinging so hard now. He literally, like, his wind-up, I, I was like, this is a world-long driver. He looks like a world-long driver. Like, this is what he is now. Um, it, <sighs> I don't know. I'm at a loss. He He's unorthodox. We know that. He does things his own way. This seems to be working. Uh, he almost was in the sudden death. Like he was right there up until the 71st hole. So I don't know. I think we've definitely talked about it enough. We don't need to talk about Bryson's weight this week. I know that we're probably going to, especially if he like winds up winning, you know, that's going to be the thing. Like, wow, if he hadn't put on this weight, now, keep in mind, Bryson has been – he's sort of been plagued with a lot of stuff, slow play. Right. He, he, yeah, he's been like a central focus for quite a while. So I think that the media likes the um, eccentricness of him. So I don't see the discussion dying down. I've already seen on social media him swinging this week. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. But you think about players like David Duvall. He lost a ton of weight and got worse. Right. right. Phil dropped what 15 pounds on his coffee diet. He, what's that doing for him? He missed the cut. Gary Woodland slimmed down. He played well this week. So I don't know. Everyone is different. This Bryson thing, the longevity is, is what comes into question for me that it doesn't look sustainable in my opinion. It's not just you. It's Ricky Fowler as well. He said that he wonders at what point does your swing speed eventually become counterproductive you're swinging so hard you're just losing control you know what i mean right. so there's got to be that bell curve there right if you're too easy you're not going to hit it to the utmost potential 
you're perfect at some point on that bell, and then you'll eventually start going down as you try to swing harder and harder and harder. And maybe that is the case with Bryson at some point. For now, the guy is killing it. So, I mean, yeah, look he'll at definitely stats. be a heavyweight this season. I heard that from someone. I don't know if it was Brendan Porath, maybe, but I was like, man, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so keep an eye on him as we go forward, but uh, always an interesting case. And then let's just quickly talk about the broadcast, Bridget. Obviously, your experience at the channel and all that. How did you think it went? I thought it, overall it was very, very quality. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was great. I um, I didn't see the need to keep talking about how there were no fans. I feel like True. Nance was was obsessed with that which I was like all right we got it it's fine like let's move on and then obviously the the Bryson focus was it got a little much but no I agree with you it felt like they were together it, it didn't feel like uh Sir Nick was down the road from me um and I think they did like as best a job they could because they wanted to set the precedent so I think we really got like the peak um you know ability and performance out of those guys it was yeah. i thought it was really good really good stuff and more of them this week at the rbc heritage let's talk about that because tiger woods will not be playing so bridget i'm going to toss this to you because the big story was oh my god privacy is going up the eastern seaboard tiger's yacht maybe headed to hilton head area maybe he plays at harbor town not the case. Five o'clock Eastern came by last Friday. Tiger did not commit. And I'm left wondering to myself, okay, what was all the hubbub about? <laughs> so this is all allegedly, I just like to put that out there and talk about a coincidental timing. This week is Tiger's daughter, um, Sam. It's her 13th birthday. Mm. And so there were rumors that they're going to have a big bash um, up there for her birthday this this week or weekend. I don't know why it's there. I don't know what the, um, the tie-in is to that locale. I honestly don't know that, but that is what I have heard from uh, a few different people right now. So happy, happy teenage years to Sam. There you go. Let's tie that in. You know what it was probably Tiger going, Hey guys, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go up the coast, celebrate up north towards Hilton Head, and see what kind of media buzz I can generate. <laughs> like it's. An I experiment. wish he was that way. See, <laughs> I feel like he doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't. Or what? However, you say that. I feel like he has no idea of like what's going on around him. He's just always the central focus. But in my heart of hearts, I would like to believe that he was like, "Let's give someone something to talk about." <laughs> I love that. If that is the case, I would love that. So. Me too. Anyway, no RBC heritage. Do you give any credence to maybe playing in Hartford at the Travelers next week? Or are we just looking ahead to Memorial at this point? Yeah, I say no to Connecticut for yeah. him. Um, yeah, no. So, uh, yeah, Ohio. Ohio it is. Okay. Let's talk about the PGA Championship. Full go for TPC Harding Park, August 6th through the 9th with no fans. According to the report by the San Francisco Chronicle, PGA officials had hoped to host up to 40,000 fans per day at Harding Park. Obviously not the case. If you guys recall, San Francisco was one of the first big-time metropolitan areas to put a shutdown in place for COVID-19. So, Bridget, we have it ready to go. PGA is going to happen. No fans. 
big deal, surprising at all, your thoughts? No, I mean, if we're gonna, here's the thing, PGA with no fans or no PGA. Yeah. I'm gonna go PGA with no fans, right? Like we did it this week, it was fine. I read that they were hoping to have 40,000 a day. And I was like, kind of, are they insane? Like, what kind of number is that? So for me, no harm, no foul. Let's get a major in. I want to see this municipal course on the major road. I think it's so cool. Like, let's go. Like, let's just do it. Fans, no fans. Who cares? Give me professional golfers and I'm good. A quick note about the no fans thing. I find it really peaceful and just pleasant to watch these guys compete and not have the craziness of the fans, even if it's just for a short term. It's a nice little break. I kind of like it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. I feel like um, for a big part of the tournament this past weekend, I felt more connected to the players. Like I heard every word that Spieth said right. in some rounds, like every word. And that's that's never a thing, you know? So I would much rather hear what Jordan Spieth has to say to Michael Greller than hear chatter Baba Booey from someone in the crowd. Like that all day, every day, I want to hear what's in Jordan's head because it's fascinating. Yeah, so, Baba Doo, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> mashed potatoes. Oh I don't even get God. that. Light the candle. What does that mean? Oh, light the candle. That's a great one. I forgot that one. I, I no, I don't even understand half of what they mean. Um, so for me, I prefer, I said it on Twitter. I said, I prefer no fans. I want all tournaments to be fanless. Make, make it fanless. I know that's not going to happen. The fans bring in money. You should put that on a t-shirt. Make it fanless. <laughs> make it fanless. It really, I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed it. I don't know. I, I want to hear what the players have to say at all times. I love the central focus on the players. I don't want the cutaway to some buffoon in the crowd. Cut away to another player doing something buffoony. That's we, we care more about that than uh, yeah, some rando. <laughs> Give me the players. Yeah. Uh, some more news on the tour. New event before the memorial. It's going to be at Muirfield Village. The Workday Charity Open that is scheduled for July 9th, when I turn 26, sadly, through the 12th in Dublin, Ohio, should feature a full field, 156 players, $6.2 million purse. This was the date for the John Deere Classic. So we have back-to-back... Mirfield Village events, which is pretty cool. Now, the Workday event features shorter rough and slightly slower green speeds to create additional pin locations. I would assume Jack's tournament is going to be more difficult than the Workday Charity Open, but there you go, Bridget. No break before the memorial. It'll be interesting to see which players actually do the double dip for these two tournaments. I love this. I think that this should have been the idea moving forward at the beginning of this whole return of sport, having two consecutive events at the same place. You don't have to travel. I love it. Like, I think that this should have been how we started things off starting at, you know, one court. I mean, 
obviously not every course can accommodate. So that's a huge factor. And there won't be fans at the first event. And then they're going to try to integrate fans into the second event. You, I mean, imagine having fans at both the cleanup. I like, oh, I don't know God. how that would have worked. So I really like this. I like knowing that the players aren't going to have to go anywhere if they do double dip. I think a lot of them will, will because that is a, a huge advantage. You only have to, you know, go through all the, the procedural things once, and that would be at the beginning of the first tournament. The so I really yeah. like it. Yeah, for me, this was like how you, you, you sort of make that little PGA Tour bubble, and I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, you know, in retrospect – I wish the PGA Tour did more of this, right? More of these double-dipping kind of events. Now, logistically speaking, I don't know if that would have been possible, and you're thinking about sponsors, you're thinking about the courses that you know want right. to have their events at their course, so I get it. Uh, so obviously the John Deere Classic opened up that opportunity for the double-dip, so that's cool to see. Uh, so right. yeah. This probably won't happen again, so yeah. it, it's gonna be a cool occurrence. Absolutely. All right, let's look ahead to the RBC Heritage at Harbor Town. Another great field. And we have Hideki this week as well, the first round leader at the Players' Championship, coming in hot, big momentum. Poor so, guy. <laughs> yeah, I hope he uh, contends this week. I think he could. He's a great ball striker. So, like I said, great field, Bridget, tighter course, seaside course, beautiful views. It's going to require a lot of accurate tee shots you've got to put the ball in the right place not in the fairway right place because you have so many dog legs and all of that so very unique tournament and i'm excited for it this week what do you think about the harby the rbc heritage any initial thoughts and you can even reveal your pick right now if you want i don't really have like any thoughts about this tournament to be honest <laughs> it's, it's a tournament a we're glad it's happening yeah. done i just think of Kucher holding out from the bunker. <laughs> that's like, that's all I got. Yeah, I have uh, a love hate with Matt right now. So, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. He didn't do you so well last no. week. I no. guess the cannons, the cannons being shot off is what also comes to mind. I don't know. This tournament is kind of an enigma to me. It's sort of just like on the map. The and now checker jacket. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we had the tartan jacket last yeah. week. We have the plaid this week. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's it's honestly, it has so much focus on it. Where like a typical PGA Tour season, there's not that much focus on it. So it's funny to me that a lot of tournaments this year are going to be getting a, a lot more, I don't want to say press, but you know, just a lot more eyes on them than normal. Chatter, yeah. yeah, it's super cool. But it's also like the RBC Heritage. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's so in a really pretty location <laughs> yeah like you mentioned it used to be the week after the masters so right exactly show up except for rbc people like right. dj and i didn't want to say that but yeah you you read between my lines i just went ahead and said it i mean it's pretty obvious uh like, typically we're exhausted during this week and we're recapping what happened the previous week <laughs> yeah i mean like same situation sometimes with the travelers in years yep. past it would be the week the after British. the u.s open bridget you know yeah oh so, yeah, I mean, yeah 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 that would <laughs> still turn out a good field but you know yeah yeah those those tournaments sort of fall off for me a little bit just because especially having worked um in the industry 
the major weeks, you know, you work straight through, no days off, and the hours are just so wild that the following week is kind of just like a blur. So unfortunately, RBC Heritage hasn't really had my, uh, my focus as of late. Well, you do like a few players this week. What are your thoughts? Are you sticking with JT again for a top well, 10? I, I want to. I mean, he finished T6 last year here. Uh, he finished T10 last week. So for me, he's a very optimal pick. I also like Kisner. He plays well on Bermuda. I also just like Kisner. But I think I'm going to go with JT Poston. He's my pick. Wow. I yeah. love that. I, love I fell back guts. on him for last week, so might as well just, like, give him the full Monty and be like, you're my pick, bud. Coming off a top 10 finish, finished sixth last year at Harbortown. Yeah, why yeah. not? How about I like you? It. I like it. So just to recap, folks, Bridget and I are still at zero in terms of money earned because uh, Matt Kuchar missed the cut. He made nothing, and John <laughs> Rom missed the cut. So no paychecks for either of those guys. So I teetered back and forth. I initially thought, okay, maybe Patrick Reed. Then I was like, you know what? His putter is the only thing that's saving him right now. And if he's too loose with his irons on this course, he's done. I thought, okay, maybe Webb Simpson. Coming off the miscut, nobody's going to be on him. Maybe Webb gets back into the winner's circle. He's already a winner this year. But then I thought to myself, wait, maybe he peaked too early this year and his run is over. So that led me to Justin Rose. And I think JR is on the upswing right now. <laughs> I have him winning at the RBC Heritage for a few reasons. One, I think this layoff has been great for him because he was not playing well before the shutdown. And now he's coming off a good performance at the Charles Schwab Challenge. And everybody's like, wait, Cam, I thought you hate back-to-back -to -back top 10 finishes. Well, there are exceptions. And I think Justin Rose is one of them and I don't like the news Bridget that he's I know I was fully. Just like <laughs> I think that's bad for his mentality maybe or maybe it's good I don't know I'm not going to read too much into it he changed his clubs over the shutdown he's back on TaylorMade look I think the time is perfect for Justin Rose to be a winner all right so okay. I mean okay J JT Post and Justin Rose I feel like uh, you're kind of I'm not going chalky, am I? <laughs> Don't tell me I'm going chalky. I could have just gone with JT or Rory. <laughs> I actually, um, you're locking in Justin Rose, right? Yeah, I'm locking it in. I would have locked in Reed, I'm going to say. Really? Yeah, I think he's going to do really well this week. Yeah, he's got a hot putter. <laughs> I just don't know how long it's going to last. That's my question with him. I, I like Woodland a lot, too. Yeah, that's a good pick, too. I, I like Reed a lot this week. I just can't pick Reed. <laughs> the ultimate villain <laughs> smirking on the ET pole as just, he wins. Yeah, I can't like, I can't be invested in him winning. <laughs> that's just, that's so off brand for me. <laughs> well, I can be invested in Brooks shaving his mustache. That's this week's yeah. Wacky Wednesday. Bridget, I saw your uh, Instagram story and I was like, thank God. Also, yes, awkward standard. <laughs> yeah, that, he looked so weird. Uh, Next to uh, CH3, the other CH3. Um, yeah, he finally shaved his quarantine creepy stash. And I have to say, he looks like a baby. Like, Doesn't he? There is something to say about facial hair really makes 
a guy look like a man. So Brooks, the baby, is in the field this week, and hopefully he makes the cut. So I was looking at DraftKings pricing, folks, for all you daily fantasy players out there. And Brooks is, I don't know, Bridget, if you understand the relativity, but $8,600 on DraftKings. DJ, $8,500. Usually these guys are like 10000 something. So the pricing is really interesting this week. Wow. So I think a lot of people could be on Brooks. Who knows? Maybe he pulls out a win. It's not really a Brooks-type course, but hey, shaved mustache. Yeah, he's so good. I, I feel like I'm always on Brooks. Yeah. Like, guy, guy is so good. Absolutely. All right, folks, this week, RBC Heritage going to be really exciting. Any finishing thoughts, Bridget? I hope JT Poston wins. You know, I think it's a great sleeper pick. I really do. So I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I think he does have a good finish this week. So a solid pick. I hope Justin Rose just makes the cut. I want to get some money earned, please. So Maybe there you I go. Going with that. Man, I shot too high. I hope JT Poston makes the cut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, we're not exactly coming in hot with momentum with our expert picks. So hopefully we can uh, pick it back up. All right, folks, this has been the Tiger Woods podcast right here on the Believe Podcast Network. Enjoy the golf this week. Enjoy your weekend. Hopefully you go out and play a little bit and enjoy yourself. So for Bridget Whalen, I'm Cam Rogers. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.